And welcome back to another edition of City View with Mayor Tom Koch, Mayor Tom Koch's podcast on Podcast Quincy. We'll be starting up with a brand new podcast to this channel uh, coming up in the next week or two, and that will be uh, called the History and Heritage Roadshow. We've already recorded those, and we'll be rolling those out in the next couple of weeks. But first, and right now, and most importantly, the host of the show. Well, I'm the host, I guess, but you're the you're the meat of the show, I guess. Mayor oh. Tom Koch is here. I'm I'm his employee for at least today, anyway. Thank My name you. is Mark Carey, and his media director, and this is Mayor Tom Koch. Welcome, Mayor. Thank you, host Carey. <laughs> Glad to be here. 65 degrees outside of our studio. Gorgeous day. Yeah. So uh, to, this week was a very big week um, for you, as always, every year at this time. we This is our first podcast on this, although we on your television show on QATV and the program that we put, the videos that we put out there on social media, uh, we've done this every year. So this is our first podcast version of this. So we can't see the slides, everybody, but we're going to explain. This is the City of Quincy's fiscal 2020 budget proposal, and we'll talk a little bit about the capital improvement plan, but Mayor, uh, let's talk about the budget. Sure. Well, first, process-wise, um, for people out, out there that may not understand um, how the city government operates, but under state law, I am required to submit a city budget to the city council 45 days before the end of the fiscal year. So we generally zero in on the first Monday of May, which gives us uh, a little bit extra time there. Um, and then the uh, the mayor um, sets the budget, submits it to the council, and I submit a bottom line to the school committee. And then I become one of seven members of the school committee to disseminate, decide, and um, prioritize that budget, make the final uh, vote on that. The city council cannot add to the budget. They can approve or cut. Uh, and they have no line item control on the school budget. That's left to the school committee. So, you know, it's it's it starts here in this office. It goes to those two bodies. Um, the city council will hold several finance committee meetings, chaired by finance chairman, what three council Ian Kane. Uh, what usually happens is, as uh, they call up each department one by one, uh, and go through the departments, look at any changes, ask questions. Um, you know, it's a great opportunity for the public if, if you want to tune in. QATV does cover them, and they are open to the public. You can show up at them. So I, I'm sure you can get the schedule off the city website uh, of those meetings. But um, so each of the each of the department heads, uh, every department has a different mission, Mark. You know, it's uh, we have a great city. There's, there's tremendous services we provide, uh, outstanding school system. It's a safe city. Our response time is incredible. Um, you know, but each of those departments um, – have a mission, but then we come together as one city with one budget to prioritize um, in that budget. You know, money never seems to be enough to get everything done you want to do, but um, I think this is a very responsible budget. I think it reflects the values of this city. Um, people are very, very strongly about this city when I'm out and about. People uh, certainly have opinions on things. Um, you know, there's people that may never call 911, maybe they had, never had a kid in the school, but they're at the libraries four or five times a week, you know. Uh, then and they drive. They drive on the streets. There's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of ways that people plug in. I mean, I'm so proud of our, our senior services with the addition of the Kennedy Center, and this budget adds a position of a social worker pretty much to help with some of the seniors struggling in their homes. So, you know, whether you whether you got a kid in pre-K or or you got a you know, senior with some challenges and everything in between, there's great services the city provides. So, uh, I'm very. I want to thank right up front. I should thank all the department heads. All the department managers, all our city employees, um, you know, most of them do do an awful lot of work every, each and every day, responding to the needs of the city and providing the services that people uh, expect every day. Well, in this last Monday, uh, Mayor Koch, you had uh, 
presented this short, brief, abbreviated version of the budget along with handing them a budget to go through over the next 45 days, as you just mentioned. But you started off on your budget with the stability of where the city's at right now. We'll briefly run over. We can't obviously show the slides that you showed, but let's talk about this each slide. Sure. Well, the, the budget itself, um, it's, it's the municipal budget is $325,540,000 or $543. Uh, that's about a 4.6 increase over last year. It's, it's higher than the typical increase that I've had. I've, I've been in the mid threes, uh, but it's namely because um, under our contracts, our employee contracts, we had five-year contracts, and um, this last year was a 3%. First years were 1%. So over time, it, it kind of uh, you know levels off, but... There's that. There's an increase in health insurance, increase in pension. Uh, certain things go up like recycling. Um, yeah. The recycling market globally is way, way off. I know. It's costing uh, cost us a half a million dollars in our disposal uh, budget. So um, there's a lot of different things that you don't control like, like that uh, that we have to deal with. But overall, it's, you know, the biggest increase is the school budget, $5.2 million. Uh, I'm so proud of our schools. They... they um, they really respond to every family, every child's needs. Um, it's it's remarkable the work our our teachers, our staff, our principals, and superintendent the team, and my colleagues in the school committee. Everybody really cares and has great passion for education because you know it's no matter what home you come from, no matter what environment, no matter what your background. It's, it was once said by somebody I don't know who it was, but the the classroom is the great equalizer. So every opportunity is there for every kid to chance to succeed. You know so. Uh, it's so important, and I and I think that the care and concern that is shown by your educators is second to none in the state. It really is. It's like one big family when you look at QPS and the way they take care of our kids. So it's important. You get one shot at educating your kid, right? right. So you want the best shot for that uh, child to have that great opportunity. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the state and federal mandate sometimes um, gets very frustrating because they want every kid to fit in a bucket, you know. Uh, but everybody's different. I Everybody... Uh, and I see it with my own three. From the time they were babies, that personality was there. Um, everybody's different. They always get different gifts, yeah, different talents. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm, I know you're still looking for yours. I'm, you know, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it, but I was looking, man. No, I, <laughs> I found it in the, I found it in Quincy Public Schools. My favorite teacher. I'm a musician. That's my passion in life, right? It's that yeah. creatives, and I found it in Quincy High in North Quincy High School. There you go. There you go. So that's a good example. So um, there's nothing more important we do than educating the kids, except for you know make, making sure our city is safe for people to be in their home and in their person. So um, so education is important. Public safety. We've got two outstanding. Uh, departments in our fire and police. I mean, they really are. We've um, we've done a lot of um, uh, work to try to bring those departments up to standard with mm-hmm. the resources they need. Some of the firehouse conditions were challenging. Some of the gear the firemen were using. You know, we've got new uh, new equipment for police. We're bringing new uh, buying ten new cruises. Um, you know, we got to maintain the resources for these guys. They need the tools to do the job. Sure. Uh, and uh, we've increased the police budget by two patrolmen, which doesn't sound like a lot, but incrementally we're, I think, almost 20 more patrolmen than when I first became mayor. Um, that's 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 good size for our city. Um, you know, the, we're a growing city, so it's important we continue to maintain levels of service that that is needed for the growing population. And the new fire uh, fire apparatus. Uh, new fire apparatus. We get uh, a ladder truck that is going to be arriving probably September, October. For those of you that remember the old Tiller trucks, used to be a guy up in the back steering the back. Uh, we're getting one of those again, a new beautiful modern Tiller truck, which oh. makes it a lot easier for them to navigate the tight streets, yeah. uh, which is tremendous. Uh, and also we've got a federal grant. We want to thank Congressman Lynch and some of the fire guys who wrote the grant. 
uh, for being a rescue truck that's coming. So the city's paying a portion of it, but the federal government's picking up uh, the bigger portion of it. So, you know, we got to keep up with these things. And by the way, a ladder truck, million four, million five. Amazing. <laughs> the dollar doesn't go uh, very far anymore. So I've seen them. Um, I see. It's amazing to believe that a truck like that can actually, you know, turn make almost a U-turn on a, on a dime. They, can, they could put the ladder truck in a driveway in a street yeah. with a tiller truck. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, um, it sure is. And it takes, they build them from scratch. So you order the truck. You don't go to a lot and buy it like a car. You know, it's specifically specified. Fire guys take a lot of time and effort looking at other pieces. and No, it's good stuff. So fire, it's important we, we maintain those things. I want to note on the other thing with the schools is um, there was a group that came to see me along with uh, Vice Chair Emily Lebo from the school department uh, kind of a month or so ago. They wanted to talk about composting and for us to do more with the composting program. And one of the students, uh, a couple of students, I think they were Quincy High students, raised to me the issue of why we're still using styrofoam. Uh, styrofoam in the uh, packets uh, where they distribute the food and sure. the lunch sites. Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer is because it was the cheapest way. Now, that's not the good answer. So um, I've indicated to the superintendent, uh, along with my colleagues in the school committee, with that this is a priority for us. So that new budget reflects the additional money going to cost to make that program green uh, for our school lunch program. So it, it's a good step. I think we need to, you know, if we're going to be talking about these things, um, you know, we've got to walk the walk, you know, so our yeah. kids see this going on. How could we've been talking about the environment on one hand, they see us using styrofoam, right. you know, so. It, it, every, I'm, everybody's thinking, I'm sure, about the plastic bags, and you've already talked about that. Yeah, the, the plastic pl- bags, that's, uh, there's an ordinance going to the council, the single-use single, uh, single use plastic bags, we're going to be outlawing those, we're going to be outlawing, outlawing the little plastic nips. Um, Fantastic. Those, you see them all over the gutters, they I fall know. into the storm drains, they end up in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, the plastic bag drives me nuts, you see them caught in trees you know they blow everywhere um you know and i know it's going to be a little inconvenient for folks but folks this really is time that we do these things to 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 save our environment um a lot of folks uh, have talked about the environment even the pope's talking about the environment you know we got to do a better job as custodians of this is this mother earth so um i'm not going crazy folks i I haven't (laughs) lost my marbles yeah i know i'm not a Tree some hug, say, uh, some, I'm not a left wing nut, but uh, I would call you a tree hugger, though. So, You're that, that's who you love. These I trees. love trees, <laughs> I love trees, it's important in a different kind of way than what most people are thinking when I say tree hugger. Okay, moving on <laughs> back to the budget. Back to the budget. Uh, so we've got some new spending in there, but not a lot. You know, um, the budget essentially is very similar each year with some changes in numbers. Uh, a couple of positions we are adding. Um, Department of Natural Resources, we're adding an earth scientist and a tree warden. Uh, we have hundreds of acres of salt marsh. We have uh, Sailor's Home Pond. We have Butler's Pond. We've got a lot of ecological sensitive areas that are important that we need to do a better job advocating for and maintaining, quite frankly. So, um, you know, th- that job will help us do that on the earth scientist. And then the other one is the tree warden. We're always behind on tree plantings and tree removals. We've did some catch-up this winter. Uh, Commissioner Murphy's putting some new systems in place that are going to make a difference, so our response time will be much better for people. Um, and, you know, the $300,000 we're adding to the park budget of Department of Natural Resources just for tree planting citywide uh, is a huge effort in the whole area of our environment. I mean, trees breathe in all the stuff that we yeah, breathe out right. and all the pollution, and they breathe out oxygen, which we breathe in. Mm. Uh, plants and trees are so important. And I don't want to sound corny. People think I'm going completely soft here, but this is reality. This, yeah. is, this is science. 
Uh, so the tree inventory, the urban forests, are the lungs of our city, truly. Um, so we've lost a lot of trees over the years due to road salt and compaction and general air pollution. Um, you know, not to digress too far, but as a kid, Mark, you probably remember skid hopping. Sure, yeah. The side streets during the winter, we had snow cover all went along. Right, right. Uh, people put studs in their tires or chains on. Yeah. The mains were black. But in order to keep the side streets black, snow-free, use a lot of salt. Yeah. And that's the expectation today, to have them that way. Um, and it's I'm expensive. not arguing that point, but yeah. it gets expensive, but also has a negative impact on the tree population. So we're going to be planting a lot of new trees, and we're going to be asking people that are interested, for those folks that would like a tree planted on the back side of the sidewalk on their front lawn, that gets it away from the salt spray, gets it from under the wires so mm-hmm. they don't get hacked by the electric company. Um, so I think that's an important uh, new green program as well that we'll be pursuing. Another item, Mark, I want to mention was our after-school programs. Um, we've got great recreation programs, great programs in the schools, but as part of our overall effort on drug prevention, uh, substance abuse, the opioid e- epidemic that we've seen nationally, not just unique to Quincy, but we've been really ahead of the curve in all of these areas trying to deal with it. And, and I think that we could never do enough on the prevention right. side. So uh, out of the uh, marijuana, a medical marijuana dispensary uh, host agreement, I'm going to take 100000 to put it toward recreation and 100000 to the schools so we can be doing more things after school, either athletic or arts and music enrichment programs on the school side. I think that's important. Let's talk more about, let's just not, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but talk more about some of the trends that you have. Um, sure. The other budget that I submitted the other night was the Soar and Water Enterprise Fund, because they're separate. They used to be way back when they were part of the regular city budget, but they operate separately on the, uh, you know, your water bills when you get it home. So when you get a water bill, there's a water bill usage, and there's also a sewer charge on it. Uh, well, we essentially get charged from the MWRA, for the water we use and to pay for the um, cleaning, if you will, of the sewer line when it goes out to Dare Island and, and then goes through a process of getting clean. So uh, we have a department in Quincy, sewer and water departments and drain departments. and um, But the sewer and water divisions are funded by those water bills. Now, people have seen the last 15 years, 20 years, steep increases, and that was due to the creation of the MWRA, all the bonding debt they incurred to build Deer Island, Nut Island, upgrade systems. I mean, the system was really let go to hell. It was awful. The old MDC used to run the Nut Island treatment plant. They used to dump raw surge into Quincy Bay on a regular basis. Right. It was it was really outrageous. Um, so today we have a much cleaner harbor because we have a good system. Well, that, that whole MWRA long-term planning, the borrowing has leveled off. So the, the increases aren't steep like they used to be. Our soil and water department has done a great job fixing soil lines so that we're not getting seawater, getting into them, which we pay for to get treated. We're doing a better job finding unaccounted for water. In other words, we have a leak underground somewhere. We don't know it, mm-hmm. uh, but we're, being, we're paying for that water that's coming into the city. So, right. uh, so they've done a great job. So we're not looking at any uh, increases on the soil and water bills this year, uh, which is I think is huge. Mm. The snow and ice budget, um, this will be the first time in my 12 years we did not add to it. Uh, it was three three hundred thousand when I took office. It was that way for two decades, um, and and it was that way because you could go up on the taxes next year to make up for it. Right. Uh, you can overspend in that account under the law. Mm. Well, it's still a structural deficit to do it that way. So um, by adding each year, this was the first year I think in all my years that we had a surplus. Right. So we had half a million dollar surplus that falls back into our our uh, reserve at, at some point, free cash then into reserve. 
Um, so we felt we would level fund it this year. Uh, if we need to pop it again next year, we will. And then we also put money away, like people try to do on a savings account at home. Sure, we sure. have a stabilization account. Mm-hmm. We put 250000 a year into that one and 250000 into what's called OPEB. That's another reserve fund that's um, uh, used to build a trust fund to offset the unfunded liability for other public employee benefits. In other words, when somebody retires, they get a pension check. Well, that pension check gets paid for from the pension side. Sure. But they also still carry life insurance or health insurance, and the city's paying a portion of that. So the OPEB is a trust fund. I, you know, The city's never had a problem 100 years paying these, but for whatever reason, some accountant came up with this new term of this unfunded liability. So yeah. we have to deal with it, and okay. we're building that, uh, that side as well. Um, so you know, overall, I think it's a very responsible budget. I, you know, there's not a lot of spikes. Uh, we've seen some savings in different areas. For example, we bought the street lights. Right. Uh, from National Grid a few years back. Sure. We've converted them all LEDs. This year, uh, after a, f- a few years of savings, we saved another 100000 in our light bill this year. Uh, wow. So that's that's huge. Yeah, uh, so it's good progress. So in, in something I did get excited about, usually I wouldn't, but I thought it was I thought it was very interesting when you talked about the city's debt yep. and our rating. And, and what, what, what does that mean? Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, just like anyone that has to do major improvements to their home, they, can't, they don't necessarily have it in the bank. So they'll take a second mortgage or a uh, home equity or, you know, they'll find a way to, to find a loan somewhere to help them do some improvements to the home. So the city's no different. We've got hundreds of millions of dollars in need for infrastructure, and, but we can't afford to do all that um, right away. And we can't afford to do it uh, without bonding for it, without borrowing for it. So every city in town does this. It's the norm. Uh, what is uh, good about our situation is we've got a double A plus rating from Standard and Poor, and that is there's only one notch higher. There's several notches below, but there's only one notch higher than only a, a few municipalities have in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts at 351. Wow! So to have that good rate, when we do go to borrow money, we get a better rate, so we don't pay as much on the rate. Therefore, we're stretching that dollar even more. Sure. Uh, now, a lot of the work you see happening around the city, I mean, Southwest Middle School, we're getting close to finishing. The kids are going to be moving into the new building um, from the old Sterling into the new Southwest on June 3rd. Uh, and then in the summertime, the old building will come down. And then in October, we're going to have a grand uh, reopening, if you will, of the whole thing being finished. Uh, well, we're getting you know substantial reimbursement back from the state to build that school. Uh, you know, we're building a pump station over uh, near the Furnace Brook. We're getting a $5 million grant from FEMA. Thank you, Congressman Lynch. Um, so uh, what you see out there, we're stretching our local dollars with other matching grants from the state and federal level. Um, and it looks like in Congress they may come up with an infrastructure bill um, between Congress and the president that may help us as well with some of the challenges going forward. Oh, that's so great. It's important. We got to keep. You can't keep kicking the can down the road, Mark. <laughs> yeah. I mean— you know, it's an old city. Our pipes are old. Our seawalls are old. Our buildings are old. That doesn't mean they're no good, but you got to maintain them. Mm-hmm. You know, in some cases, we built brand new schools because it made sense. In other cases, we've put new windows and new roofs and new boilers on some of these really old-time, magnificent sure. buildings. Wallace yeah. School, Montclair, Montclair, some of those. Mm. Parker, they're over 100 years old. Mm. Brick and granite, they're beautiful. Uh, but they got to be maintained, you know. Yeah, so sure. we got we got to we got to continue to do that. Firehouse, our police station, our parks and playgrounds, our roads, you name it. There's a lot of work out there. So we borrow money each every and every year. Uh, and in addition to the budget, I submitted uh, as part of our rolling five-year capital program uh, another ten million dollars request to catch up with 
a number of issues in schools, uh, some in the firehouses, um, a couple of intersections uh, being redone, um, gosh, uh, cruises uh, and other equipment for other departments, a street sweeper. I mean, all of these things that we, uh, you know, we take for granted for each and every day, they have a life to them. And so we got to keep, uh, keep keeping it up, if you will. We can't kick the can down the road. You know, we're doing that nationally with our, with our debt. Uh, we can't be doing that locally. And so our debt is very reasonable. It's uh, many cities and towns is 8 to 10% uh, of the budget. Ours is, uh, after you net out our offsets, is 5.2%. It's very reasonable. And the other thing, by the way, the, the rating, rating agencies, um, they really take a lot of time when we meet with them. Or we, sometimes it's a phone call. Sometimes it's in person. It could go for a couple of hours. They have a million questions. They want to know uh, what the economic growth is, where what's happening in the economy. Do we have any outstanding cases with the assessor's department that we're going to lose? Um, are we maintaining our buildings and structures? Uh, what is our sure. reserve? So there's a million questions, and, and um, it's just as important to them that we maintain our capital assets, and that reflects on the bond rating. So, you know, if we... If you were a cheapskate and all you want to do is build the reserve and not spend money on your buildings, even if you had $100 million in reserve, the bonding company is going to say to you, hey, your buildings have fallen apart. That will be held against you in the scorecard on the rating. So it's really a balance of, of trying to meet the regular day-to-day operation, put some money away, and do the improvements we need to maintain our infrastructure and our buildings across the city. So our debt, uh, our debt line is very reasonable. Uh, in fact, uh, it's probably lower than any city size. In wrapping this up, too, I just want to touch on this, and I know that you're sick of talking about it, but I'm a big believer in repetition helps us all understand exactly what it is. So we're going to briefly do your overview. We did this on the video um, that we hope you'll all watch on Facebook or on QATV this week where the mayor sort of lays, lays it out with the slides. But right now, if you could just talk a little bit about our property tax and the excess sure. levy capacity. But I loved when you when we talk about other towns and other communities and what the difference is. That really sort of helped me understand it a little bit more. Well, I think it's it's helpful to put it in perspective. I mean, it's um, I guess it's, it, you know, if you live in Quincy, you don't look at other cities and towns so much uh, to compare. But every city and town depends on the property tax as the major revenue driver, right? right so right. our budget is 75% of the revenue comes from the property tax, 14% state aid, uh, and about 11% local receipts, which is excise tax and other fees you pay for government. Um, so, you know, every city and town has to deal with this, and we all have a limit on our debt. Um, I'm sorry, on our levy, on our levy capacity. So under the law, we can go up every year 2.5% on the levy, not on the individual bill, but on the levy. Uh, We haven't done that each and every year. So we have built up what's called excess levy capacity, which means um, we're sitting on about $31 million of excess levy capacity, which means, again, this is going to sound very flip, folks. Please don't take it this way. But we could be taxing you a lot more each and every year without touching 25 let me expand on that. We just I just talked about Southwest Middle School, right? So we've, we're finishing our third brand-new school as third, an administration. Number three. We're building, um, you know, pump stations. We're fixing infrastructure all over the place. And uh, we haven't, we're not near our, our capacity. Last year, the city of Somerville, and this isn't a criticism, it's just a reality, uh, had to have a Proposition 2.5 override to build a new high school. The voters voted to tax themselves more to build the high school. A couple weeks ago, Weymouth voted to vote to vote themselves a, uh, a tax increase to pay for a new middle school. We're in our third brand new building, and we're not even near our capacity. So when folks say, hey, 
man, why are my taxes going down? Why, you know, where's all this money going for this new development? Well, it's going back into your city for the quality of life of our city. <laughs> it's going back into the buildings, yeah. new buildings, fixing buildings. It's going into the roads and our pipes and our drains. Um, there's so much infrastructure need when it, with a city our age right. uh, that has to be addressed. So we continue to do that. So this new growth allows us to do that. And I'll give you another comparison because, you know, no matter what comparison I use, people say, ah, well, you know, if I use Waltham, well, why don't you use Braintree? That's next door. You know, so, um, you know, Braintree, the last two years, went up $367 on the average single bill. Now, again, we have to use averages because every bill is different. Uh, Weymouth went up $331 in the last two years on the average single family. The state was $417 on the average single. Quincy was $217. So, we have gone up, but yes, we've been uh, low to modest increases rather than the higher end. And to fairness to these communities, a lot of these communities, they don't have the capacity, um, you know, because they're at the levy limit. So we, we have all that extra levy capacity, and uh, we'll continue to have that, I think, when we, when we um, finish this budget and we go into tax season next year. Um, you know, and we're not near our... Um, you know, we talk about cities, what, what they borrow in ratio to the budget. We, we're not near most cities. You know, there's many of them are 8, 10, some of them are 11, 12% of That's their amazing. budget goes to debt. Ours is 5.2. So when you add all those things in, it's this new growth that has allowed us to do a lot of this great work that's happening in the, in, in the city. And we need to do it. You can't put it off. Right. You know, it's, you can't, you can't, you got to tackle it. And, and I think we're doing it in a very balanced responsible way uh, as, as we look at everything. That doesn't mean everybody has to agree with me. Uh, look, you know, you know I have a lot of colleagues in government that may have different ideas, different approaches, may think one thing is more of a priority than others. I get it. I respect that. That's fine. But as the mayor, it's my job to put forth the agenda, to put forth the vision, and to put forth the budget to reflect that agenda, mm-hmm. that vision, and I, as I said earlier, to reflect the values uh, of this great city. So I think we've done that in a very responsible way, uh, there's nobody, and I'll say this as maybe close with this, Mark. I don't care where you're from or where you visit in this state. There is no city like Quincy that provides the services that we do. You go and compare, folks, whether it's schools, whether exactly. it's senior, the Transvan program, libraries. Uh, when we have major storms, no city pumps out basements for people. No. We do that. Yeah, I know. Um, so, and I'm proud of that. These, yeah. these, you know, we should work hard for, for our citizens, and we do that every day. So, you know, this is this is a budget, folks. You can look at them at the library. You can go online. You can attend uh, one of the city council meetings that they have on it with the finance committee. Um, we'll be happy to share any information in our office if you want to stop up or uh, or call. Have any questions? Be happy to answer it. Um, you know, I, I'm very proud of our school system. Proud of all of our departments. The great work they do each and every day. Uh, and I'm just uh, I'm a lucky guy to be mayor of this great city, Mark. And this is a healthy budget. I really believe it's a healthy budget. And and I hope that the council sees uh, the wisdom in it and uh, the values that it reflects. Well, I couldn't thank you enough, Mayor, for sharing uh, in, a, in a conversational style the fiscal year 2020 budget. And it really was a conversational style. But over the next 45 days, it'll be hacked out and talked about. And, and uh, we'll be talking in the future about the capital improvement plan, right? Which is the Yeah, we can get into more detail at a future time. Absolutely. We'll yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Mayor. I appreciate that. Thanks, Mark. Uh, we want, the Mayor did say if you had any questions, you want to, you want to ask about the budget or anything at all, uh, please feel free to give us a call at 617-376-1990. That's the Mayor's office number, 617-376-1990. Please follow us on Facebook, the City of Quincy, or on Twitter and uh, all the other social media sites, Instagram, uh, 
we're we're out there. So again, thank you again, Mayor, for joining us on our latest edition of City View Podcast Quincy. We'll see you next time.